This is our devotional reading for today, October 31, 2023. We will begin reading from the book, Our Father Cares. We are objects of infinite love, October 31st. But God, who is rich in mercy for His great love, wherewith He loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. Ephesians 2, verses 4 and 5. The heart surrendered to God's wise discipline will trust every working out of His providence. Temptation will come to discourage, but what is gained by yielding to any such temptations? Is the soul made any better by murmuring and complaining of its only source of strength? Is the anchor cast within the veil? Will it hold in sickness? Will it be the testimony born in the last closing scenes of life when the lips are becoming palsied with death? The anchor holds. I know that my Redeemer liveth. O precious, loving, long-suffering, long-forbearing Jesus, how my soul adores Thee, that a poor, unworthy, sin-polluted soul can stand before the Holy God, complete in the righteousness of Your substitute and surety. Wonder, O heavens, and be astonished, O earth, that fallen man is the object of his infinite love and delight. He rejoices over them with celestial songs, and man defiled with sin, having become cleansed through the righteousness of Christ, is presented to the Father, free from every spot and stain of sin, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing. Ephesians 5 verse 27 Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect. It is God that justifieth. Romans 8 verse 33. Let every weak tempest-tossed soul find anchorage in Jesus Christ and not become so self-centered that he can think only of his little disappointments and the interruption of his plans and hopes. Is not the subject of the plan of salvation all-absorbing? If the infinite God justifies me, who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died. Verse 34. He has in his dying for man revealed how much he loves man, enough to die for him. The law condemns the sinner and drives him to Christ. It is God that justifies and pardons. Satan will accuse and seek permission to destroy, but it is God that opens the door of refuge. It is God that justifieth him that entereth that door. Then, if God be for us, who can be against us? Oh, the bright glorious truth! Why do not man discern it? Why not walk in its bright beams? Why do not all who believe talk of Christ's matchless love? God lives and reigns. All who are saved must fight manfully as soldiers of Jesus Christ when they will be registered in heaven's books as true and faithful. They are to work the works of Jesus Christ Fight the good fight of faith. We will also read from the book, This Day with God. Just rest in the Lord, October 31st. I have been young and now I'm old, yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. Psalm 37 verse 25. I am much grieved because you are sick and suffering, but cling to him whom you have loved and served these many years. He gave his own life for the world, and he loves everyone who trusts in him. 
He sympathizes with those who suffer under the depression of disease. He feels every pang of anguish that his loved ones feel. Just rest in his arms and know that he is your savior and your very best friend and that he will never leave nor forsake you. He has been your dependence for many years and your soul may rest in hope. You will come forth with other faithful ones who have believed in him to praise him with a voice of triumph. All you are expected to do is to rest in his love. Do not worry. Jesus loves you. And now, when you are weak and suffering, He holds you in His arms, just as a loving father holds a little child. Trust in Him in whom you have believed. Has He not loved and cared for you all through your lifetime? Just rest in the precious promises given you. The great plan of mercy from the beginning of time is to have every afflicted soul trust in His love. Your safety at the present time when your mind is tortured with doubt, is not to trust in feeling but in the living God. All He asks of you is to put your trust in Him, acknowledging Him as your faithful Savior who loves you and has forgiven you all your mistakes and errors. I am instructed to say to you, He has pardoned all your sins and put upon you the white robe of His righteousness. All He requires of you is to rest in His love. He has you in His keeping. You have fought the battles of the Lord Jesus Christ. You have, you have kept the faith. And henceforth, there is laid up for you a crown of life to be your reward in the day when life and immortality shall be given to all who have kept the faith and have not denied the Savior's name. That your mind is clouded is no evidence that Christ is not your precious Savior. Now that the childhood of age has come upon you, he regards you as no less his child. Rest in Christ's love, my sister. Trust the one who has helped you in the past to hold fast to the faith. Letter 299, October 31st, 1904, to my dear aged sister, Hare or Hare. Let's also read from the book, Our High Calling, Laborers Together with God, October 31st. For we are laborers together with God. Ye are God's husbandry, ye are God's building. 1 Corinthians 3 verse 9. Man cannot be towed to heaven. He cannot go as a passive passenger. He must himself use the oars and work as a laborer together with God. If you think you can lay down the oars and still make your way upstream, you are mistaken. It is only by earnest effort, by using the oars with all your might, that you can stem the current. How many are there as weak as water when they have a never-failing source of strength? Heaven is ready to impart to us that we may, may be mighty in God and attain the full stature of men and women in Christ Jesus. But who of you in the past year have been making progress in the way of holiness, who have been enabled to gain one precious attainment after another until envy, pride, malice, jealousy, and every evil stain have been swept away and only the graces of the Spirit remain? God will help us if we take hold of the help He has provided. Let Him take hold of my strength, He says, that He may make peace with me and... He shall make peace with me. Isaiah 27 verse 5 
This is a blessed promise. Many times when I have been discouraged and almost in despair, I have come to the Lord with this promise. And as I have laid hold of the strength of God, I have found a peace which passeth understanding. There are two grand forces at work in the salvation of the human soul. It requires the cooperation of man with the divine agencies, divine influences, and a strong, living, working faith. It is in this way only that the human agent can become a laborer together with God. The Lord does not sanction in any one of us a blind, stupid credulity. He does not dishonor the human understanding, but far from this, He calls for the human will to be brought into connection with the divine will. He calls for the ingenuity of the human mind, the tact, the skill, to be strenuously exercised in searching out the truth as it is in Jesus. Ye are laborers together with God. Let's also read from the book, Lift Him Up, Christ's Eternal Vigilance, October 31st. Unto the angel of the church of Ephesus write, These things saith he that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand, who walketh in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. I know thy works, and thy labor, and thy patience. Revelation 2, verses 1 and 2. The picture reveals eternal vigilance. Christ is in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks, walking from church to church, from congregation to congregation, from heart to heart. He that keepeth Israel neither slumbers nor sleeps. If the candlesticks were left to the care of human beings, how often the light would flicker and go out. But God has not given His church into the hands of men. Christ, the one who gave His life to the, for the world, and all who believe in Him may not perish but have everlasting life, is the watchman of the house. He is the warder, faithful and true, of the temple courts of the Lord. These things saith he that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand. The words are spoken to the teachers and the church, those entrusted by God with weighty responsibilities. The sweet influences that are to be abundant in the church are bound up with God's ministers who are to reveal the precious love of Christ. The stars of heaven are under his control. He fills them with light. He guides and directs their movements. If he did not do this, they would become fallen stars. So with his ministers, they are but instruments in his hands and all the good they accomplish is done through his power. Through them his light is to shine forth. The Savior is to be their efficiency. If they will look to him as he looked to his Father, they will do his work. As they make God their dependence, he will give them his brightness to reflect to the world. Christ walks in the midst of his churches through the length and breadth of the earth. He looks with intense interest to see whether his people are in such a condition spiritually that they can advance his kingdom. He is present in every assembly of the church. He knows those whose hearts he can fill with the holy oil that they may impart it to others. Those who faithfully carry forward the work of Christ, representing in word and deed the character of God, fulfill the Lord's purpose for them, and Christ takes pleasure in them. I know thy works and thy labor and thy patience. Christ is acquainted with the history and experience of everyone who has accepted him. To his people, he says, 
I have graven thee upon the palms of my hands. He cherishes carefully every act of love and endurance performed by them. Christ holds the stars in his right hand, and it is his purpose to let his light shine forth through them to the world. Thus he desires to prepare his people for higher service in the church above. Let us show forth in our lives what divine grace can do for humanity. The Review and Herald, May 26, 1903. We will also read from the book In Heavenly Places, Keep from the Evil, October 31st. I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world, but thou shouldest keep them from the evil. John 17, verse 15. Those whose business makes it necessary for them to come in contact with worldly men should stand constantly on guard, keep, keeping strict watch over themselves and praying always, lest the enemy take them unawares. To those of his followers who are of necessity compelled to deal with worldlings, God gives grace according to their need. If they stand ever on guard, special wisdom will be given them when they are obliged to be in the company of those who do not respect the Lord Jesus Christ. Their every transaction is to reveal the fact that they are Christians. They are to be kind and courteous in all, what the, in all that they say and do, showing that they are under the control and discipline of God, that they are serving the Lord Jesus Christ. The followers of Christ are to be separate from the world in principles and interests, but they are not to isolate themselves from the world. As thou hast sent me into the world, Christ said, even so have I also sent them into the world. Verse 18. We are not to withdraw ourselves from the world in order to escape persecution. We are to ab ab abide among men that the savor of divine love may be a salt to preserve the world from corruption. Hearts that respond to the influence of the Holy Spirit are the channels through which God's blessings flow. Were those who serve God removed from the earth and His Spirit withdrawn from among men, this earth would be left to desolation and destruction. Though the wicked know it not, they owe even the blessings of this life to the presence in this world of God's people, whom they despise and oppress. Following the instruction of Christ brings the sanctification of the Holy Spirit, and this enables men and women to reveal the fragrance and the saving grace of the truth. Those who study the Word of God and day by day receive instruction from Christ bear the stamp of heaven's principles. A high, holy influence goes forth from them. A helpful atmosphere surrounds their souls. The pure, holy, elevated principles that they follow enable them to bear a living testimony to the power of divine grace. And for our last reading, we will read from the book Reflecting Christ, Contemplating Heavenly Things, October 31st. God hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Jesus Christ. Ephesians 2 verses 4 to 6. If we would bear in mind the momentous events which are soon to take place, we would not be so weak in character. We would feel that we were living in the presence of God and awed and amazed as when we should heed the injunction, Be still and know that I am God. Oh, when shall we ever realize the full value of our Savior's work and intercession? 
When shall we rely upon Him with full confidence and live a noble, pure, and devoted life? To what heights may the imagination reach when sanctified and inspired by the virtue of Christ? We may take in the glories of the future eternal world. We may live as seeing Him who is invisible, walk by faith and not by sight. Through searching the Scriptures, we may come to understand what we are to Christ and what He is to us. By beholding Him, we are to become changed into His image, becoming co-laborers with Him, representatives of Him in life and character. We must learn to realize that we are to live as the sons and daughters of God, loving God supremely and our neighbors as ourselves. We are to live a pure, perfect life for Christ's sake. We are to love perfection because Jesus is the embodiment of perfection, the great center of attraction. The life we now live, we must live by faith in the Son of God. If we follow Christ, we shall not have a spasmodical experience and be moved by circumstances and influenced by our surroundings. We shall not let feeling control us and indulge in fretting, envying, fault-finding, jealousy, and vanity. It is indulgence in these things that puts us out of harmony with the harmonious life of Christ and prevents us from becoming overcomers. We should be actuated by the noble purpose of winning daily victories and by watchfulness and sincere prayer attain to complete control of self. When petty trials come upon us and words are spoken that cut and bruise the soul, speak to yourself and say, I am a child of God, heir with Jesus Christ, a co-laborer with heaven, and I cannot afford to easily take offense to be always thinking of self, for this will produce a distorted character and is unworthy of my high calling. My Heavenly Father has given me a work to do and let me do it worthily for His name's sake. We should consider earnestly and continually the excellence of the character of Jesus Christ that we may impart His blessings and lead men to follow in His footsteps. From the Signs of the Times, July 10, 1893. And this concludes our devotional reading for today, October 31st, 2023. May God bless you.